Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music Conversation Edition. Tonight, my guest is Jake from the pop punk band Morning in May. They currently have two great EPs out A Joke of All Trades that came out in 2015, and I Can't Even that came out in 2016. It was great to get a chance to talk to Jake, kind of see how the band started, where they are now, and where they're going in the future. Once again, I'm going to keep these intros short. I know people just want to get to the actual conversation. So I'm going to play a few songs as well to give you a taste of how good they are. I'm going to start off with I'm a Six at Best and then come back after the conversation with Jake into Anatomy of Perjury featuring Garrett Rapp from The Color Morale. And you'll hear why we go into that during the conversation. So let's get right to it. And then I'll come back and talk a little bit more after the conversation with Jake. So here's I'm a Six at Best by Morning in May. Enjoy. Never knew anything other than this 
And welcome back, everyone, to Ian Hates Music. My, my guest tonight is Jake from Morning in May. Jake, I am very happy to have you on the show. How are you doing tonight? Good. How are you? I'm very good as well. And I'd like to thank you right off the bat for representing pop punk on the show. It's something that doesn't happen as often as I would like it to. So thank you very much for joining me. Awesome. No problem. And I guess, you know, some of these questions will be a little bit cliche, you know, just to start things off. But what got you into pop punk in the first place? Um, well, here we go with the cliche answer. Um, <laughs> pop, I love because of the freedom. Um, as far as like musically, um, it really opens the doors. You can play whatever you want, uh, pretty much. And uh, it's just pretty much like just being cliche. Um, it's the freedom. Uh, everybody loves their friends, obviously. Um, it's a good crowd, and it's just a good feeling behind the whole music uh, as a whole. Sure. Did you feel that there wasn't a freedom, or you felt that there wasn't that scene behind you if you went with a different genre of music? Well, uh, all the guys in the band and I, we all listen to a lot of different music, but pop punk, you can really take certain aspects from everything you listen to. Okay. Throw it in fun and uh, I yeah, it's a just a genre we can use to do everything we want to do, I guess. Yeah, that's very interesting. I've never heard it I've never heard it mentioned that way. I really like that actually. What bands so you said you listen to a lot of different genres, what punk bands really got you started in that genre to be like, Hey, this is kind of what I wanna do. You know, I like what they're saying, I like the freedom. did you go to a lot of shows when you were younger and that kind of led you in that direction? Um, honestly, uh, I haven't been, I didn't actually go to concerts that weren't my own until way later. Okay. Uh, but when, yeah, I mean, when I was playing, uh, we would listen to pop artists and obviously like, uh, Blink definitely got us into music. Um, but every, everybody seems to have that, like everybody started listening to Blink-182 and it just stemmed into that. And now... Uh, me and the guys, we listen to like Neck Deep and sure. uh, and those are those are the bands we love what they're doing. Yeah, I can see that for sure. And I actually I saw on your Twitter, and I'm not sure if you're exactly the person who runs your Twitter or not, but I saw that you had just gone to the Neck Deep and Pierce the Veil show, right? Yeah, uh, I do run the Twitter, and I definitely went to see Neck Deep yesterday. How was it? Uh, it was awesome. Uh, it was. Neck Deep, I Prevail, and Pierce the Veil. And uh, there's a special uh, guest appearance, I guess. Um, Beartooth and Of Mice and Men were there, just as fans hanging out. Wow. I guess that's a little surprising. Do you know why they were there? Were they on kind of like a little bit of a break? I know Beartooth has their shows with Fit for a King coming out soon, I think. I don't know if they started that one already. But were they just hanging out there for fun? Well, I know... Uh, a lot of the members of Beartooth are from Columbus. I don't uh, know if they're just ready for tour, um, and they're off right now, and they're just hanging out at home. Um, of Mice and Men, I have no idea why they were there. Yeah, that's. I think that's probably the most surprising one. But yeah, so who was the best one that you kind of got into? I saw Neck Deep, I think, at Warp Tour. I saw Pierce the Veil when they did their Misadventures tour, so they did the whole album front to back. And then I recently saw I Prevail. They were doing their own headlining tour as well. Which one really brought down the house last night? Oh, that's so hard. Well, yeah. <laughs> Nick is definitely one of my favorites. Um, 
I Prevail actually followed us on Twitter, and that's how I kind of figured out who they were. Um, I saw a cover they did a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, they followed us, and then their drummer, I believe, followed us. And I was like, yeah, I'll check these guys out. Absolutely. Um, I did. Yeah, they were awesome. No, very nice. So you're in Akron, Ohio right now, right? Um, I'm actually currently in Worcester, Ohio, and all the guys are from Youngstown. Uh, oh, okay. Story, gotcha. We were from Akron because uh, me and the rhythm guitarist lived in Akron for about a year, and that's kind of when we met each other. Um, uh, that's, that's technically from Akron, kind of. Oh, okay. How is your scene then where you are in, you said Worcester, right? Yeah. Yeah. How's uh, the scene there? How's the scene? I know Youngstown also has Young Medicine, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. 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 Well, uh, we try to go to shows. Usually, uh, our scene, like the Akron, Cleveland, uh, Kent scene, is pretty good. There used to not be a music scene, but now um, they're, it's definitely coming back. That's good to hear. So you get to go out to random shows when you can. How far away are you from... I guess that would be the closest one, right? Closest major city? Um, actually, Cleveland's is about Cle- an hour. Columbus is about an hour and 20 minutes. I'm, okay. I'm right in the middle. Sorry, say that again? Oh, I'm, I'm right in the middle. Oh, okay. Columbus. I know you recently had a show with Alteris and I think Vanity Strikes, right? Yeah. And then you've got a, another show coming up in October. What's your normal tour schedule like? What's the ultimate goal for you in touring right now? Um, we're getting a few tours set up right now uh we're under 10 and 8 management yep uh we just we just signed a contract with them about a month ago awesome uh they're everything's pretty much in the works we're writing a record getting ready for tour um and just getting the shows all set up right now that's great so you started if i read this correctly you formed the band in 2015 right um actually we we started going in 2015 okay uh, i actually started it in 2010 as a solo acoustic act. Um, the goal was always to get more members because uh, I never wanted to just do it by myself. Right. Uh, I finally found a solid group of guys in 2015. Oh, okay. So that's when you recorded or you put out a joke of all trades. And then this year, 2016, you did I Can't Even. And that's yep. the one you've got out right now. And then you said you're also working on new material too, right? That's right. Oh, that's great. So are you looking to go more into the full length, or will this be an EP as well? Uh, the next one will definitely be a full length. Very nice. Is it going to be kind of in the same vein? Are you looking to change things, whether that's organic, or you really wanted to plan to be a little bit different from the EPs? Um. Well, from the EP, I think we kind of have a concept for this next one. Oh, cool. Um, it's it's kind of going to be a storyline, uh, but it's it's definitely going to be really different because every, every song we like to take elements from different artists and what we like and then throw it into one song. And now we, now we really know um, who we are yeah. as musicians. We know each other. Uh, we know how each other writes and uh, forms songs and stuff, so that this next one's going to be amazing. Oh, that's awesome to hear. Let me ask you this then, because I love talking about concept albums especially. I've been talking to some major bands that have been doing it recently between Alisana and recently uh, Famous Last Words. What kind of made you want to do a concept album? Because it is such a different approach 
from quote unquote standard writing, we'll call it? Um, well, actually, it it goes back to the our name. Um, Morning in May is actually a song from a band, Ludo. They have a concept EP yeah. that came out in 2003. Um, that was a, it's a Broken Bride EP. Yeah. We, well, I named the band um, after that. That was an amazing concept. Uh, and I always like telling stories. I'm terrible at telling stories, but <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what we wanted to do. Uh, we have we have a lot of resources. Um, a lot of us record, produce um, in the band, and now we can actually just sit down and be like, all right, you know what? We're going to write this. We're going to do it right, and we're going to do it the best we can. So that is what you did was you went ahead and you decided it was something you wanted to do for a while then, right? Yeah. Okay. Having the full length actually gives you that opportunity to do it then. Right. Can you let anyone know kind of a little bit of what it might be about? Or are you still currently working on kind of shaping and molding that idea? Uh, we have we have a general idea that can't be released yet, but okay. we're definitely it's still in the uh, developmental stage right now. Okay. You know, I know I'm going really in depth into this, but I always enjoy this. How do you go ahead and write this? Are you writing all of the lyrics? Are you getting together with everyone and working this concept out, doing the music first and then working backwards from there? How do you guys normally like to do it? Especially since you mentioned that you actually know each other very well now. Well, uh, our writing style has (laughs) pretty much evolved into, um, the guys will uh, have like a riff or something, or they'll write a whole song. They'll send it to me, and then I'm always writing lyrics. Oh, okay. I use I write all the lyrics, and I'll I'll bounce ideas off the guys. Like, um, I'll write a line and say, "Hey, do you guys like this?" And if they don't give me anything positive, or like, "Yeah, dude, that's awesome," um, I usually scrap it. Oh, okay. and then it's uh, whatever the tone is, because. Uh, like with I can't even we thought it was going to be such a heavy like sad record mm-hmm. but it ended up really poppy and upbeat yeah really it's, sad. it's a very poppy and is upbeat as well you have some really like inspiring lyrics well thank you yeah yeah absolutely. It's, it's really weird how things turn out because we thought it was just gonna pretty much be a metal record <laughs> <laughs> as a feel but it ended up being really really happy and upbeat with sad lyrics if you listen to it deep enough oh yeah there's definitely no no there's absolutely some some sadness in there for sure but I guess I'm weird with how I listen to lyrics and how they affect me and a lot of times especially with the genres of music that I listen to and I talk about I often find that sometimes to be a lot more uplifting than someone saying everything's going to be okay you know what I mean right can you tell me what was your mindset since you mentioned it might be you know sort of metal and you were kind of going for something, and then organically it changed into what it was. What was your mindset going in and making that second EP? Uh, we we definitely just uh, we threw ideas around. Um, we didn't want to <laughs> we didn't want to be as sad as possible. But sure. I I heard just wanted to write something that wasn't like not radio friendly, but you know something something super true to everybody that they could listen to it and be like, wow, I need to hug somebody and <laughs> my parents or something. Sure. Sure. I noticed, and it doesn't happen all the time, but I noticed that you have no problem going ahead and swearing in your lyrics as well. And that is something that you don't often hear. Sometimes it's put in for effect, 
but it seems to be scattered throughout your EPs. Was that a conscious decision or was it something that just you went with? Uh, it was never to, when I write songs, there's always like a tone or a feeling. It's never for like the shock and awe response. It's just, this is what I'm feeling. And when you sit down like in your car or something and you're talking to yourself or you're trying to talk to yourself through something, it's not, it's not just mellow. You're sitting there. Um, and you don't censor yourself. You're just, this is how you feel and whether it's completely true or you're aware of yourself you you say what you feel i agree i like that actually yeah it's it's hard for me sometimes with bands that will censor themselves there's some that do it very well you know you don't notice it i find it harder with comedians if a comedian you know doesn't work quote unquote blue it's a little bit tougher for me because in real life you tend to be uncensored when you have the ability to. Right. That makes total sense. Okay, so that was your mindset going into I Can't Even. What was your mindset going into A Joke of All Trades? Yeah. Uh, a joke was pretty much, we did all that ourselves, the recording and uh, everything. We were just in a rough spot. Um, it was only me and this other, me and Josh, the uh, rhythm guitarist at the uh-huh. time, we didn't band yet we yeah we worked 12 hours came home uh we lived together so we stayed up till three four five o'clock in the morning yeah um trying to get stuff done ourselves on really bad equipment <laughs> in the base and we yeah that's that's pretty much <laughs> this was after you went from the solo acoustic to getting just you and joss together and then you both did that by yourselves yeah that's for the most part. that's really yeah. impressive. That's a really great AP. We um we had a little help producing from uh, Justin Morrow of Ice Nine Kills. Oh, okay. He, he definitely he helped produce. He we had everything written and we sent him our songs and he's like, all right, well it'd be cool if you guys did this. He didn't really he didn't change anything that much, but he was like, all right, this would be better written if you guys did this. Gotcha. Now, how did that connection kind of come about? How did you end up working with him specifically? Um, I honestly don't know. I think <laughs> Josh happened to know a lot of people. I guess. Okay. Like we have, we have Garrett uh, Rap from the Color Morale on the record. I was going to bring um, that up. Yep. Yeah, Josh was like, "Hey, I have uh, Justin Morrow's email or something," and I was like, "Okay, so we should use that." And he's like, "Yeah, totally." <laughs> Um, and then pretty much he was like, I have Garrett's email. I'm like, okay, let's do this. Yeah. Why not? And that was surprising to me because when I first saw that, I go, that can't be the same Garrett rap that I'm thinking it is. And then I went ahead and looked it up. I was like, wow. And you know, obviously I heard him. I was like, yeah, that's definitely the color morale. It's not that it's out of place. It's almost just such a different turn for what he's been doing. Was that something that he was looking to do, where he was looking to kind of step out of his comfort zone, or is that something that he already enjoyed regularly, anyways? He, believe it or not, actually really likes pop punk. Oh, okay. Um, he's just—I <clears throat> don't want to say he's limited, but there's just certain things he can't do in the color. Right. Um, and we were, we were. I wanted to give him like an outlet. Uh, Josh and I were like, this would be really cool if Garrett was on a pop punk EP. Um. Yeah, we were like, hey, do you want to do this? And he's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> right, right. 
Hey, and sometimes that's all you need. I mean, it, it works really well. Have you seen him? Have you listened to the new Color Morale album since you've worked with him? Yeah, for sure. It's pretty good, right? It's really good. Yeah, it's one of those top albums for 2016 so far. We talked about this on the show before. I'd kind of fallen off, and then that album hit, and it's just really great front to back. Yeah, every every record they keep putting out lately has been amazing. Yeah, 2016 has been, I kind of do like to go off on tangents, so this kind of works. 2016 has been amazing for new albums. Has there been anything that has really hit you hard this year? Oh, for sure. Um, Life's Not Out to Get You. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that, yeah, that, I'm, I don't want to say it discouraged me, but I put that on, I listened to it, and I'm like, wow, we have to top that. And I'm definitely happy to do it, but uh, that was really good. It really, it really hit nerves for me. <laughs> sure. Well, you did just get to see him live, too. Did they do a lot off of that album? Oh, yeah. Like, 9 out of 11 songs they played were that Oh, okay. Album. Very nice indeed. Yeah, it's 2016. I think, did that come out in 2015, or was that 2016? Uh, that was really early 2016. Oh, okay. And gotcha. It's so many albums that I'm having trouble, like, keeping everything in check yeah. here. Now, if you could, especially since you've enjoyed what Neck Deep is doing so much... Do you think you have the possibility of reaching out to them and seeing if someone could do a guest vocal spot on the new record that you're working on? Yeah. Um, actually, the goal last night was talk, uh, to talk to Ben to see if he could do it, but the people I was with had to go. Um, they had to work, so I had to leave. <laughs> but I, I did run into him uh, not this summer, but last summer. Um, I talked to Ben for a little bit, but I, yeah, I bumped into him at work tour. He was walking by, yeah, uh, to the prison. It was cool. So yeah, I guess that would be the ultimate goal. Then, is there anyone else that you would be interested in getting to uh, do a guest spot? Um, anybody that would do it, probably not. I mean, yeah, obviously we have, uh, we aim high. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I know my questions are coming out from random places, so I completely, completely understand. Those are the best questions. Oh, thank you. All right, I appreciate that. Let me go ahead and go to this as well, you know, talking about new album and also possibly new tours and everything. You have a GoFundMe right now for you guys going out on tour, and I'm going to have links and everything in the episode you know, description and everything so people can go ahead and do this. And you mentioned on there that 20% of the proceeds are going to go help suicide prevention causes, animal preservation, and environmental protection slash restoration causes. Obviously, oh, yeah. these are all great causes. What made those ones stand out to you? And especially to go, you know, with GoFundMe's, Kickstarters and whatnot, a lot of that is just going normally to the band to make an album or go on tour. What made you want to also put aside some proceeds to these great causes? Well, we always we always talk about this as a band. If you ever have the chance to do anything great, definitely don't do it for yourself. Sure. Um, always... Always help wherever you can, because not everybody's going to. I mean, if you have a chance to do something amazing, um, you, you, it's up to you and it's your job to give back. Right. Now, was there anything that has stood out to you of something you want to specifically help? Um, 
lately. Uh, it's been a lot of it's been a lot of drug problems. Um, oh, okay. Ohio being second largest drug overdose state. Oh wow! Um, a, a lot of uh, kids I go to school with, a lot of friends. Um, my cousin actually. Uh, a lot of people are dying over uh, heroin, mostly. Wow! But there's that, and we do a lot of self help um, in our songs, mm-hmm. and uh, there's yeah, we're <laughs> it's a really it's a really hard subject, but um, definitely close family, uh, and a lot of people we know and love struggle with that, and we're we write songs for them. Absolutely. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I just know that this is absolutely a forum that if you want to talk about anything, you're welcome to. So I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Moving on from there, what do you, I guess, what do you kind of expect from that GoFundMe? Do you think that you'll be able to go ahead and finance some type of a smaller tour? Are you still working with 10 and 8 to kind of get things going? How do you plan on putting all that stuff together to get out there for everyone? Uh, the GoFundMe is definitely just uh, for, all right, our bus takes a lot of gas. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we're mostly, being in a band isn't cheap or easy. Right. And if it was, somebody would do it, obviously. But uh, yeah, we, I I hate asking for money from people, but um, we really have to. Sure. Um, and yeah, we, we wanted what we were doing uh, to go somewhere. Like, we wanted to help the causes um, that we have listed. Um, then we just, we pretty much need some uh, money for the tour so we can get out there and actually do it and spread our music. Right. Now, for tours in general, what is your, and this is cliche, <laughs> but what is your favorite part of touring specifically? Uh, definitely just being with your best friends uh, 24 seven, it's, it gets, it gets crazy, but you, <laughs> I really got to know these guys, uh, the last couple of months. Yeah. Um, and, and I like that. I don't, none of us like being home. Uh, we like being out. We like playing shows. We like writing stories ourselves. Yeah. That's good to hear. I mean, believe it or not, you hear the opposite a lot of times where people, in bands, they really enjoy getting their music out there, but touring isn't necessarily their favorite thing to do. So it's nice to hear, right. yeah, that a band likes to go out and actually, you know, they don't want to be home. They want to be out really, you know, connecting with everyone. I definitely understand um, where other bands are coming from. I've talked to a lot of bands where they're like, oh, it's just good to be home and stuff. Um, we're, we're like, well, we have this opportunity to talk, ah, opportunity to do this. Um, so we should. I mean, we're we're from Ohio. We, <laughs> yeah, we don't want to be here a lot. Right. So, <laughs> we love our state. It's awesome. It's beautiful. But yeah, we we like being on the road. We like being new places every night. And yeah, we we get bored in the same place. Sure. No, I completely understand. And you know, no offense to Ohio, I have lived there before, so I feel your pain. I, I totally, I totally understand. I don't know if you've. Uh, if you've ever heard, it's Southern Ohio called Jackson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I lived there for maybe a year and a half. I'm an Air Force brat, so traveling around with the family and everything. And that, yeah, was, yeah. My, that was my second high school or third high school, something like that. So, yeah, it's, it's tough. I understand 
you know, there are some good things about Ohio, but there's also reasons to get out, and that's for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, now I'm going to hit you with a completely random question uh, because we're talking about touring and everything. Maybe you're not exactly like me, but I have a zombie apocalypse plan. So now being a band who's constantly traveling, does that ever cross your mind of what you're going to do if the zombie apocalypse happens while you're out on tour? All the time. All uh, the time. Joe, Joe, the bassist, and I, um, we're really deep into conspiracies and stuff. And oh, okay. Our last tour, we actually, on his 21st birthday, we stayed up till like 3, 4 o'clock in the morning just talking about conspiracies <laughs> and the weirdest things that happened to us. Okay. We're not so much zombie apocalypse, but we definitely want to look for Bigfoot and stuff. Like, we want to go to Washington and Oregon and not not play shows, but, you know, like, go wander the forest and stuff. Ah, okay. Uh, so Loch Ness Monster as well, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. How did that kind of come about? Is that just something that, did you watch the kind of, like, unsolved mystery, kind of horror-ish movies when you were a little kid? Absolutely. It's weird that you say that because that was the first thing um, Joe asked me that kind of like opened my eyes and was like, I love this kid. Um, <laughs> that's the whole like Unsolved Mysteries box set. Oh, really? 50 or 100 episodes or whatever it is. Um, and that's, what we were, that's what we talk about a lot. No, that's, um, but yeah, that's good. We definitely, growing up, just I'd seen like every Bigfoot documentary. <laughs> wow. I don't know if I've ever, I guess most of the people, and I guess maybe that's why I asked the zombie question initially, is because I know that's one of the big things in, in horror culture right now. But I haven't heard a lot of people talk about the whole Bigfoot thing. Wow, that's pretty interesting. So what do you actually, like, what is your, and I guess I, I can't have you spill all of the beans and secrets on the show. What is your normal thought on Bigfoot? Does he exist and the government covers it up? Or is it something completely different than that? Um, I think it's completely different. Uh, there's, I could go on forever, but <laughs> there's, uh, there's this theory, um, about Indians and Bigfoot. They had their falling outs and stuff, and now they're just a secretive, um, pretty much society. But I don't want to get too weird. Uh, we literally, or I just watched a show two days ago. They just found this tribe in the Amazon of people that haven't seen the world. Oh, okay. They were just covered to the world in 2014. So wow. It, yeah, I mean, it's definitely um, plausible. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of that stuff, it's the same as, I mean, not to go too crazy conspiracy stuff, but it's the same as when people say there definitely aren't aliens out there. There could completely be aliens out there just because no one's seen anything or there's never been any actual proof doesn't mean that something doesn't actually exist there's definitely aliens there's like trillions and trillions of stars out there yeah and then each of those has how many planets so oh so uh, yeah exactly there could be anything it's, it's weird when people are just like no absolutely not there can't be anything like that that kind of thing doesn't really make sense to me right now let me ask you this and i just thought of this did you watch being a Bigfoot fan like you are? Did you watch that a show with Dean Cain where he was going around trying to find Bigfoot? Yeah, yeah. Was, um, <laughs> did you watch it? I don't watch too many uh, shows. I mean, I do just to see it, but 
if anything happens, let me know. Be on the news. Yeah, well, right, right. I think their whole promotion for that was that they used to say, hey, we'll give a certain amount of money. Like it was like a million dollars if anyone could show proof. But you're like, well, there wouldn't be a whole season of the show. They would get it and someone would get the million dollars and then they'd be like, here's the proof. There wouldn't be a show behind it. That's absolutely true. How are you for, so that's your pop culture with some unsolved mysteries. Do you do Twilight Zones, horror movies, or mystery movies as well? Yeah. Do, like, do we watch them? What I should skew this to a little bit is, what's your hobbies when you're not making music, when you're not going around on tour? What do you do to relax? Like, are you a comic book person? Are you a book person? Is it movies? Like, what do you kind of uh, latch on to to relax? Oh, um, during the summer, I skate a lot. Um, we're partnered up with this uh, skateboard company called Simple Skateboards. We oh. sell their debt and stuff like that when we play shows. Oh, nice. Uh, so I like to skate. A couple of the guys kind of skate. Uh, we hacky sack. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. All right. Um, and yeah, I watch I watch movies 24-7 all the time. That's, that's my thing. Like going to the movies is right up there with touring oh wow okay well that's actually a great topic to discuss because i have my other show ian hates movies and we do a show a week and we go ahead and we dissect a movie and go straight through what have you seen recently that you've actually enjoyed uh the revenant was awesome i've heard good Uh, things i haven't seen it yet what i look i'm I'm doing mostly older movies like we do the suicide squads and like the big movies that people are expecting us to do but then like the one we just put out and i know this show will come out a little bit later but the one we just put out right now was the amityville horror the remake because now we're focusing on horror movies with the season and everything but it'll just be whatever movie we feel like doing awesome but you said the revenant is definitely good yeah my i always like the the big like blown out like Oh, franchises. Like, Twilight is my favorite thing ever. <laughs> no, wait, okay. <laughs> I, I was not expecting of, that. Right, right. I lose a lot of friends saying that. Twilight <laughs> the thing for me. I don't read at all. I've, I haven't read a book in, like, seven years. But, sure. <laughs> but all the Twilights? Twilight is my jam. Wow. I say that. Uh, sorry to completely dive right into this, but it's very rare that I hear anyone say anything remotely like that. Just actually, before I go on to that, now you didn't just let your concept slip for the next album. It's not a Twilight concept album, right? Possibly, possibly. <laughs> okay. We'll keep it. We'll keep it secret. But yes, okay. Now, how did you get into that one instead of Hunger Games or Divergent series or Maze Runner or any of those? Is was it a vampire werewolf thing? Yeah, I'm. I love supernatural things. Um, like, I, I just can't get into dystopian future stuff. Okay. It bumps me out to the point where I can't like even enjoy anything. I uh. love the supernatural. Like, okay, again with Twilight. Like, The Vampire Diaries is my favorite show of all time. And I even wrote a song. I was <laughs> yes. I was gonna ask about that song too. Is it anything vampires? And so was it Buffy and Angel? trying to think of other ones off the top of my head. Those are the two big ones I can think of. But did you definitely watch those ones? Um, I did not. I was definitely too young. Uh, uh, okay. I, think they get, uh, I tried to watch Blade because everybody's like, oh, well, you don't like Twilight, or if you like Twilight, those aren't real vampires or anything like that. Sure. Um, I don't like 
Blade and stuff that much. I did start watching The Strain. Oh yeah, Netflix. yeah, yeah. I I did enjoy that. Yeah, that one's still going, right? That was. I think I'm on the third season now of that, and that's been going pretty well. But that's that mixture of like a almost like a zombie virus with the vampire all in one. Yeah, yeah. So is Twilight your favorite all-time vampire series, or is there anything else that you've gravitated to? I think it's my favorite all-time series, like, ever. Wow. That's... Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even making fun of you for it. I'm just surprised. Like, I was not expecting... <laughs> I just wasn't expecting that. Wow, I think I've been stumped on my show for the first time. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> Well done. Congratulations. I hope we still have fans. No, oh, believe me, you're going to get plenty of fans. Because, look, people pretend. Now, I and I'm, I swear to you, I'm not lying to you. I have never seen any of the Twilight movies. I've never read any of the books. But I've been waiting for a time where people will pay us to watch the entire series. And we would do the show on every single movie. And I think that'd be a lot of fun. But I haven't heard good things. You're really the first person who's ever told me good things about Twilight. You definitely, as far as Twilight, you you can't really go back now and watch it because honestly, the first movie, if you watch it now, it is god awful. But well, what um, makes it different from the first time, <laughs> like or back in the day? Then that's when it came out, and then was all hyped up and oh, stuff, right. and it's very nostalgic for me. I think that's why um, a lot of things that were going on, I was. In high school, that was literally my whole high school career, like right. 2009 to 2012. Was sure. The whole, I was in ninth grade to 12th grade, and that was just Twilight. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Did you get made fun of for that? Uh, not made fun of. Definitely questioned. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's good. I mean, hey, I've known people that have been certainly made fun of for liking Twilight you know, the few that actually, that I know that, that have recommended it to me before. But, wow, that's just, I, I was not expecting that at all. So Twilight is your number one, do you have favorite movies of all time? Is that it? Um, yeah, that's, I always joke with people, and I name, like, the top five me- or best movies ever made. I just go down the list with Twilight. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah, there's definitely other movies that are up there, but I mean, I like Twilight a lot. <laughs> well, I got to I think I have to call my manager to make sure we're still, uh, on 10 and 8 management. <laughs> yes. I'll talk to Nicholas and I'll see. Be like, did you know that Jake talks about Twilight a lot? <laughs> and look, it's my, it's, I brought it up. So I'm actually very interested in hearing this because I was just, like I said, I was just completely surprised about it. But now, I have to go back and look at some of the names of the tracks then. Have you ever named a song or written about any of the Twilight movies or books? Um, I have not, but I definitely the concept, the whole like love concept of loving somebody you don't know if you can be with or you don't even have a chance with or somebody that's on such a high pedestal. Um, I definitely, definitely have that those elements in our song. That makes sense. I can definitely see that as something. And I mean, that is the backdrop for using werewolves and vampires is to tell that story and to, you know, further evolve from that. So I totally understand if you do kind of gravitate around that. Yeah. You really threw me off guard on that one. Uh, That's pretty (laughs) great. So Bigfoot and Twilight. 
those are the two big things. Those, those are what tickle me, yeah. <laughs> That's great. How does the rest of the band, so you've kind of gone ahead and bonded over the conspiracy theories and everything. How does the rest of the band kind of work with that stuff? Do they have completely different tastes on that, or do you guys all kind of come together? Um, I know the guys definitely don't like Twilight. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Joe and I are. That's that's our thing. We're we're pretty much. Yeah, we we like that. But as a whole band, uh, I think SpongeBob and Creed are what we bond over the most. Okay. <laughs> Did I it, hear you? Is that Creed as in the boxing movie, or is that Creed as in the band? The the band, like Scott Stapp. Okay. Especially. All right, let me ask you this then, because this is something that just recently came up. Did you get to watch any of the APMAs this year? I did, and I saw that, and I know where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you think? I, as soon as I saw it, I didn't get to, I don't have cable. I just have, like, Netflix oh, and, sure. and stuff. Yeah. But I saw it on, uh, I think, Facebook. And as soon as I saw it, I called the guys, and I was like, did you see the APMA? <laughs> and they, everybody died. Yep. It was the best thing, because. A Day to Remember is one of our favorite bands as a band. Oh, absolutely. Like, by far. Right. And, yeah, the, we saw that and we died. We were like, <laughs> okay, well, I mean, we don't have to do anything else. Our lives are complete. It was so strange because it seemed like, obviously, A Day to Remember, they joke around a lot. So right. you could see what they were going for, but then I don't think anyone there understood what the joke was and what they right. were trying to go for. So. I don't I think, think. Go ahead. I think there's a lot of like confused twelve year old girls that were like, "Who's that?" Yeah. But, why isn't Jeremy up there? Right. 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 But yeah, and then so he did it. Like it didn't sound bad. Like I'm. Not, I'm personally, I'm not a Creed fan, but it didn't sound bad. But then when Jeremy got on stage, it was very unceremonious the way he just kicked him off. Yeah. Did you notice that? All right, I just want to make sure I wasn't the only one because I thought maybe he would allow him to stay up and they do a duet or something. They do both of them, but he was just like, "Oh, thanks, Scott. See you later." And then they went on. They did their thing. It yeah, it was weird. It was kind of like when uh, Kanye stopped Taylor <laughs> Swift. It was like that, but like he got up on stage, insulted her. Then they did a song, and then he's like, "Oh, I gotta go." Yeah, now I got things to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's kind of what it was like. I'm like, this is awesome for like 20 seconds. <laughs> right. right. Well, this is, I mean, if you're taking inspiration from all this stuff, because you've mentioned now Bigfoot, Twilight, SpongeBob, and Creed the Band. If you're taking all of those and making pop punk from it, that's pretty damn interesting, I got to say. Yeah. I mean, everything's as crazy as it is. It has core elements. Exactly. Like, no matter how crazy the story is, like, we'll go, like, to Avatar. That whole Avatar huge thing is pretty much love and my people can't be with your people. Right. That's it. So, I always think of it as Fern Gully for adults. Yeah. Fern Gully meets Pocahontas. Yes. Yes. And Dancing with Wolves. We'll throw that in there, too. That's great. I am completely interested and excited to see if you ever take those different concepts from everything we've been talking about and you put that into an album and see how (laughs) see how that turns out because i could just imagine i could imagine that it'd be amazing 
I'll just write for Broadway if music doesn't work out. By the way, I mean, you just brought up Broadway. Do you like a band like Bayside at all? Yeah. Did you listen to uh, Vacancy yet? I have not. That album, I could imagine on a Broadway stage. They write, or the way that he writes on that, it's punk, it's pop, and then it's almost Broadway-ish the way that they write now. You should definitely give that album a listen if you get a chance because it is damn good front to back. And I could see them literally doing a Broadway play based on that. I definitely will. I just wrote it down. Very nice. Jake, we went through <laughs> we went through a ton of stuff. So is there anything that we haven't covered that you kind of want to talk about with any of the new music that you're working on in any kind of capacity? Um, no, I mean, we covered a lot. Yeah, I just want to make sure, because I do tend to go off on tangents sometimes. I mean, I found what you were talking about very interesting, but it wasn't necessarily music-related. So I just want to make sure that we got everything out there, because I'm a big fan of the two EPs that you have out right now. And after what you're talking about, about doing a concept album, going out on tour, and really making this your own record, I'm looking forward to it immensely. So I just want to make sure that we cover so that everyone knows like this is very good music that they should check out. Oh, um, we are writing with Aaron from The Color Morale, um, this whole next record. Oh, very um, nice. Not as far as the lyrics, but we're definitely uh, bouncing ideas off of him for music. Um, it, I feel like this record is going to be a little more heavier. Okay. But then again, we're reamping some of the songs off of a joke. Um, we're just getting them better quality, uh, better written. We we have a couple new guys. Well, yeah, I mean, we have three new guys. Yeah, you have three new guys, yeah. That can uh, put their spin on it, and we'll see what it sounds like. But, yeah, we're we're taking a couple of those songs, and hopefully we're going to re- release it with a label. Um, yeah. Yeah, I have no idea... There's talk of us doing it ourselves, okay. recording it, um, but we always we like to work with uh, Jeremy Stimpert from Standby. So. Oh, okay. So uh, that's what you're working on, being unsigned right now. You are working for a label, but you'd be okay if it didn't happen as well. You think you'd be able to pull it off and still get the vision that you want. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's good to know. I was going to bring that up. I wasn't sure what you could talk about or whatnot. It's always tough when you're trying to deal with labels and everything. And there have been a bunch of bands recently that have been changing labels left and right. Yeah. That is really good to hear. I mean, working with the color morale for this sounds great as well. Do you have a kind of a timeline that you're thinking of when you might be able to release this album? Um, I have no idea. Definitely soon. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, I just wasn't sure if it was a 2016 thing or a 2017 thing. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, all right. I figured I'd throw it out there. <laughs> not a problem at all. Well, Jake, I think we covered pretty much everything. Like I said, I'm going to have links to get in contact with you. I'm going to have your site so people can buy merch. I'm going to have the GoFundMe page linked and everything. But for right now... How is the best way for people to support you and the band? Oh, definitely just tell your mom, your dog, your <laughs> brother. Bigfoot? You know. Tell tell Bigfoot. He's very secretive. Um, he stopped taking my calls, so I'm not <laughs> sure. Uh, but definitely Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram, um, all the social media. We love to talk, so 
everybody's welcome to message us. Um, we definitely talk to every one of our fans. Um, and yeah, we like to hear their story. From what I've seen, you guys seem very fan friendly and everything, which is great. So yeah, I think that's just going to help as things continue to progress into the future. It's awesome. Oh yeah. Well, once again, Jake, thank you very much for being on the show and representing pop punk since I don't get to do this as much. I really appreciate it. And like I said, I wasn't kidding. The two EPs are great. And I am really looking forward to hearing what you have next. Well, thanks, sir. Not a problem at all. All right. Well, thank you again, Jake. I'll talk to you soon. All right.
Oh, man. <laughs> that conversation was a lot of fun, if I do say so myself. Hopefully, you all enjoyed it as much as I did. Those are some things that I never thought would ever be brought up on Ian Hates Music. <laughs> and I love it. It's great. I am really excited for the new material that they're working on right now. Make sure to support Morning in May. Go to their Facebook page, facebook.com slash morninginmayband. Also go to gofundme.com and check out the campaign that I was talking about with Jake during the conversation. I will have a direct link in the description for this episode. Obviously, the money is also going to good causes, which is very admirable. You can also follow them on Twitter, morninginmayoh, obviously OH for Ohio, which is something we also talked about. And then morninginmay.storeenvy.com to pick up some merch. So like I said, make sure to support this band. I really enjoy that conversation. I really, really enjoy their EPs. Once again, their EP names are A Joke of All Trades and I Can't Even. Both of those are really worth your time. So make sure to pick them up. And you can also continue to support Ian Hates Music by subscribing, rating, and sharing on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and any of your other favorite podcast listening apps. You can go on www.ianhates.com and download and stream every single episode of Ian Hates Music as well as Ian Hates Movies. And you can interact with me on Twitter and Instagram, Ian Hates Podcast, as well as emailing me, ianhates at gmail.com. So once again, Thank you very much to Jake from Morning in May, as well as Nicholas for helping me set all this up. 10 and 8 management is great. Thank you for all of your continued support. And thank you to all the haters out there. Thank you for continuing to listen and interacting with the show. So I'm going to leave you tonight with the most appropriate possible song that can be played at a time like this after that conversation with Jake. Here's Vampire Diaries Save My Life. And I'll leave you the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone.
Take me alive